Hot Takes and Toast brought to you by Jerry Signer Cadillac. Right now, you can get up to $6,000 in purchase allowance on the XT lineup. Experience the luxury you deserve by booking a test drive today at Jerry Signer Cadillac. Question of the day, a valiant late effort, but the Jazz still falls short in New Orleans. Disappointed yet? Gerald says, not disappointed. They fought hard, but we got to give credit to the Pelicans. They fought harder. I was disappointed with that loss. Because the Pelicans aren't that good. First one in a while I was disappointed with. And there were warning signs along the way, and if they'd ratcheted it up a little earlier, they would have won it. But they waited until there's three minutes left, and they couldn't quite pull it off. Yeah, Harpering was talking about being fatigued, but somehow they weren't fatigued at the end of the game when they made a, just an unbelievable comeback. Uh, and obviously they felt the uh, time was running out. So the sense of urgency was very, very great. And they responded. You know, they had an opportunity to take the lead, and that was awesome. And Mitchell on that driving shot, you know, he made a little move there at the right elbow, and then I thought, okay, he's got a lane. Go ahead and take it. Now, he didn't make the shot. I can live with that. Uh, the the final possession there with Conley, I can't live with that. That was brutal. It's, that was a horrendous decision. You can't do that. I know he's supposed to be an all-star, and it's the world's greatest ripoff and all this stuff, but you can't do that. And so that that was a problem. That transition defense you speak of was awful. So uh, the, the prior two losses – I'm okay with, but this one, no. Tony says they looked like zombies in the third quarter. All-star break's hitting at the right time. Maybe a little something to the all-star break, but I thought the comparison was with the Pacers game. And a lot of things you point out, PK, like they were fatigued when they went to Indiana. It was the same deal. It was a third road game in four days. They had played a back-to-back that had a day off. That part of the scheduling was the same. And... They were fatigued in Indiana, but they had that sense of urgency earlier, and they were able to grind it out, and we came in here and complimented them on Monday after they won that early Sunday tip-off thing. And, hey, they were tired, but the sense of urgency kind of helped them push through it. And, like, they were just bound and determined they were going to win that game. And this one, I thought they were fatigued. But they didn't have the same urgency. They weren't grinding. They didn't have the urgency for the last three minutes. They had it then. But the rest of the time, it kind of felt like, hey, we'll trade shots, we'll hit shots, we'll trade for three for two, and we'll be okay. And they weren't okay. It just kept slipping away until they were down by 17. And the start of the fourth quarter, I thought maybe they were kind of getting into it, but they were still trading hoops and giving up easy buckets. And to be fair, as bad as they were at times in transition, they also had some pretty lousy half-court defensive sets, too, where the Pelicans were still getting in and just getting easy stuff right at the rim, five, five feet and in. So, and and you, can, you can gripe about the end of the game. And well, there was a lot to be happy about in the, in the later stages of the game, but you can gripe about, you know, uh, on that shot you talk about with Mitchell, you know, there was the, uh, the foul on uh, Rudy going over the back. Well, he went over the back. I mean, I know they don't always call it at that point in the game, but he was over the back. It's about all the possessions you gave away earlier in the game. If that's over the back, there should have been a lot more calls than that. Game. And I get it. They don't always call it. They don't. You know, but still, you set yourself up. And they set themselves up with how they played through the middle of the game. That was where everything went, went south. So if we're going to be pumped, 
when they grind through that situation against the Pacers, I think you got to be disappointed when they don't grind through it against the Pelicans. Tyson says, it's not whether you win or lose. All that matters is that everyone had fun. And then he's got a laughing emoji. So I think Tyson was probably a little disappointed by that. Throwing the old cliche out there. Kurt says, as Denny Green once said, the Jazz are who we thought they were. Beyond disappointment, PK. Tearing everything down that they built up with their 11 and 9 game win streaks. Yeah, that's it. Extreme exaggeration. (laughs) Dyson says, I'm very disappointed. Shaking my head at that terrible defense all game. Rudy's been getting bullied the last few games, and if you want to be the defensive player of the year, you got to do better than that. We need better perimeter defense as well. Bogey is such a liability defensively. I know we don't want to mess up chemistry, but I think we need to make a move or two at the deadline, in my opinion. Well, sure, you can always... Get better. Depends on who who's out there and what you have to give up. I, I have no idea on that. I have you know I I heard that I uh, saw somebody out of Houston or someplace that they were one of three or four teams who were interested in PJ Tucker of Houston as Houston conducts a fire sale as they're going nowhere and maybe get rid of some of their veterans and start their rebuild in full earnest here. So depending on what you have to give up for PJ Tucker, he's. He's a gritty, hard-nosed, junkyard dog kind of a guy. Occasionally he can hit a three, but only 6'5", I think, but plays a lot harder and a lot bigger than that. So I would be interested in that, some type of role player. It's not like they need a lot. It's not like they're going to be able to get a lot. Uh, so uh, I can see some improvement. I think they, going back to what we said earlier, they got to find a way to incorporate Ingles when Conley's playing. Conley wasn't good enough against uh, the Pelicans, and then conversely, Joe was a complete and total non-factor. And that's been an issue. It's been an issue there of getting Joe to play to his ability when Conley's in the lineup. How do they put the ball in his hands more? That's the question. And how do you juggle the rotation so there's more possessions where Joe's initiating the offense? Because when he's used in the corner as a – as a decoy in that corner three-point shooter, nobody's going to leave him. He's got too good a rep. He shot the three too well for too long. So it may help the other guys play in the middle of the floor and you know get in a four-on-three and a three-on-two and all that stuff, but it's not going to get Joe involved. And it's not going to get Joe running pick-and-rolls and creating for other guys, and Joe's not going to get a lot of shots. They're and he's too him. good of a player to have two assists and zero points. Brian says they lost. It happens. Every team hits good and bad streaks. Jazz will be fine. Fans need to get a grip and take the good with the bad. This case would be take the bad with the good, but I get your point. They are 3-3 three and three in their last six, PK, and after winning 20 out of 21, 3-3 three and three in the last six doesn't feel so good. No, it's too casual of an attitude. I don't accept, well, just because that's the way it's supposed to be. That's not the way I would approach it. I don't think that's the way Quinn Snyder is approaching these things. That either. wasn't that wasn't his uh, facial language. I was going to say his body language, but you don't see that much of it. But but the look in his eyes. I mean, he's got the mask on in the post game. But the look in his eyes. Yeah, he was pretty fired up post game. Yeah, because if they play like this, they'll lose to Philadelphia, and then they'll go one and three and be three and four in their last seven. Yep. And they go into the All Star break on a downer, and now you have a week off. I don't know that that anything comes at a good time. 
You can, you that stuff is like a buy in college football. You can spin that any way you want. Like it, it comes at a great time for the Jazz because they're tired, but everybody else is fresh as can be. I don't buy it. I don't, I don't buy that. Everybody else isn't fresh. These are dog yeah. days. Other teams have back-to-backs. Other teams yeah. are grinding. Other teams have had guys gassed and, you know, little issues and have, have sat them. I and mean, there's a whole list of games where the Jazz haven't faced guys, either because of a significant injury or, or a minor one. But either yeah, way, Yeah, I just view all them. that as excuses as to why you can't win and why you didn't win. I mean, the, the Pelicans played Saturday, too. And they lost to uh, the Spurs, I think it was. So that's all. Nah, that, that that's the stuff I can't accept, and and I'm not going to. And I know we're going to hear it. You know they're tired and they need to go to the break. Well, yeah. Well, so the, but the other guys, they're they're running around just as fresh as can be. They've had three weeks off, <laughs> playing two games a week. Nope. Yeah, I don't really, I I don't understand all that stuff. To me. That's just a blah, blah, blah. Well, they had the peak, and when you, when you have that, you want to extend it as long as you can, and 20 of 21 is pretty good. And you know there's going to be a valley, but you got to minimize yeah. it. And this thing's at 3-3, three three, and I think exactly what you said about, you know, th- that, that game they played against the Pelicans, it'll get them beaten Philly. Now the valley's 3-4, of four, and it's going to happen. I mean, it's you can find plenty of teams that won championships, and they had this, but... All those teams try to minimize. I mean, the Lakers just went through a rough stretch, right? But, man, as soon as they got one guy back, they were pushing to get out of that. They got to get it. Man, it's, this is a lull. This is bad. And there was no, hey, we're going to ease back into this. It's like they flipped the switch and they went out and got wins. You just can't. When you get in one of these stretches, I mean, they do happen to everybody, and they just happen to the Lakers. But when you have a chance to get out of it, you got to get out of it as fast as you can. You can't just be like, well... We'll get out of it eventually, you know, maybe after the break. And No, get out of it as soon as you can. Well, I'm not talking about peaks and valleys and all that stuff. None of that matters in the moment when you're playing the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm talking about the New Orleans Pelicans. That That's the only thing that matters. Everything else, you, well, this is what happens over the course of the season, and then I recite history. Well, that, that just doesn't fly with me. I'm in the moment. I try to live in the moment here. And this, I want to talk about the New Orleans game. That's all that matters. Any peak or valley or what have you, what they did in January and February, it, it, there's, there's no bearing on what they're doing against New Orleans. That's the game. That's the game that they let slip away because they didn't play near to their ability. That's what's, what, what's relevant. And that's that, why Quinn has that look in his eyes because they didn't play near their ability. Yeah. The Pelicans shouldn't be shooting over 50% and scoring over 120 points. The Jazz are a bad team when they give up 120 points or more. They're two and four this year. You got to defend better than that. And if you have a bad quarter, you got to pull it together. I thought halftime was a time to pull it together. 59 points and a half to the Pelicans. That's a huge number. 59 is a. And they had the lead, 64-59. So if you tighten up the act, then you're going to be okay. Instead, they gave up 40 in the third. Yeah, and on layup drill. Yeah, lots and, of shots inside. And of you five foul. Feet. Reddick twice, and they give him four-point plays. That has nothing to do with a peak or a valley. That has nothing to do with being tired. That's just dumb play. Don't do that. Fatigue makes cowards of us all. It's an old John Wooden saying. And I never understood that. 
What is who's cowardly? Because you, you break down and you do stuff you shouldn't do. But JJ Redick, who's well, thirty-seven foul. years old, you shouldn't man, he's as fresh as a daisy, Stop. and he's got so much energy, and he just he's just pumping full of testosterone. I mean, <laughs> he, he was getting tats, more tats on his other arm because he was so excited and was so alive, and like he had just been born. I don't buy all that. The last you thing fouled you want to do guy, is a foul shooter yeah. twice. On three-point shots, that has nothing to do with cowardly or fatigue. That's that's just bad play. I don't want to hear it. Don't put JJ Redick at the line. He's a really good shooter. It's going to go poorly. Yeah. In a one-possession game, that's eight points according to my math. Doesn't really need to be done, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, you can come up with all the reasons why, and every single one of them goes in my ear and goes out the other. You foul the shooter twice, 20-some feet from the bucket. Were you thinking you were going to block a shot? George Niang, are you going to block a shot? I mean, you're a, a noted shot blocker in this league. Randy says no defense for three quarters. The Jazz deserved to lose. Well, they did. And there you go. I mean, you, whatever the result is, that's what you deserve. <laughs> so, that's, of course they deserve to lose. They lost. Greg so. says, no, I'm not disappointed. Nobody wins them all. That's true. It's not I mean, about winning them all. You just it's don't about have the to New lose Orleans to a, Pelicans game. You don't have to lose to a team that's dragging in the standings the way the Pelicans are. Eh. Win the I mean, ones they, you're supposed they, they've to win. They've got NBA players. They were five games under five hundred, though, and the Jazz are the better team. And if they defended, yeah, they, like you they, say, if you don't foul J.J. Redick, you give yourself a chance to win the game. They weren't the better team. Well, they should have been. Right, but you can't say they are the better team. No, it's about this game. In the moment, this game. They've got multiple All-Stars on their team, so give them credit. It's not taking away anything from them. They've got players. This is what the NBA is about. Virtually every team has players who can get you on a given game. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Guy Holiday, former Ute wide receiver coach, is coming up at 8.05. Big T Thurl Bailey at 8.30. Stay with us. It's DJ and PK on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Zero Res. Dirt, dust, dander, and allergens are no match for Zero Res carpet cleaning. Want the contaminants gone? Call Zero Res. Right now, just $33 per room to get your carpets. Zero Res clean, but minimums apply. Call them at 801-288-9376 or schedule online. Zero Res carpet cleaning. All right, the question of the day. Are you disappointed? A valiant late effort, but the Jazz falls short. Are you disappointed yet? Josh says the one seed is huge, and losing a team they are better than is disappointing. Missing out on the one seed because of losses like this would be disappointing. Yes. Think bigger picture. You know, when times are hard, do you recognize they're hard and do you change what you have to change on the fly in the middle of the game so you get the result you need? Because you're going to have to do that in the playoffs against much better competition. And when you don't do it against the Pelicans, what makes you think you're going to do it in the playoffs? I think that's probably the thing people find big picture disappointing. Uh, Yeah, I don't know that I would go there, though. Why? 
because I have to allow them to improve. I can't just take them at face value and this is who they are. And they can't get better. They can't make adjustments. Oh, I buy that. I mean, if they have, if they figure out when things are going south in the game and whatever you're doing wrong, you know, you're getting beat on the perimeter and too many guys yeah. are getting into the paint and putting Rudy in a two on one. Uh, you know, if you can figure that out in the game and change it, that is an awesome skill to have. You know, <laughs> that is, that is, and if you're looking for teams to go deep in the playoffs and win it all, they usually have that, you know. And as there's a million stories about that, you know, Phil Jackson sitting over there not calling timeout and let those guys figure it out. And that's what he's getting his teams ready to do. Figure it out. When st- stuff is going to go wrong, you're going to play poorly. How bad is the stretch going to be? If they had only defended poorly in the second quarter, they would have won the game. You know, if they figured it out earlier. They, they had it figured out. They got a bunch of stops in the last three minutes. But Bowler and Harper kept talking about the game, and they haven't had three stops in a row yet. And, and Quinn was just in his, uh, I don't know if it was a pregame or a postgame, I think it was a pregame Zoom, about a week ago, maybe it was a little less than that even, saying when you have a 10-0 run, the most important part is the zero. You can be going down court scoring, that's great, but if you get three and they get two and you get two and they get two, if it's 10-6, that's not as good. You know? You're hot, you need to make sure you're playing great defense because that's how you drop 10-0 on them. You need to get the stops. Well, you you got to have offense too. Yeah. But when you get the 10, because you score on, you know, well, they don't even, I was going to say you score on five straight possessions, but the Jazz can get 10 off of four possessions the way they shoot the three. Are you getting stops in between, or are you just kind of trading hoops? That'd be 12, though. Oh, I was thinking a couple threes and a couple twos. Oh. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, whatever on that. That, that. But I'm not going to go and say, well, this is the way it's going to be in the playoff. I'm going to stick to... This entire morning, the New Orleans New Orleans Pelicans game, because that's all that matters. And to say, well, if you play like this, you'll lose in the playoffs. Sure, but what's the point of saying that? You're not playing in the playoffs. No, you're not. But it goes to your point that you're going to give them time to learn and get better. So yeah. this is something that you got to take from the Pelicans game, learn from it, and get better. This isn't a perfect team by any stretch. No one, no team is perfect. So I'm, I'm going to allow them the opportunity. If I want to step aside and step back, then I'm going to allow them the opportunity to grow and get better. Absolutely I am. But if we're going to talk in the moment, which is what I want to do, because that's all that matters. I mean, we've been lavishing praise on this team for months. Yes, but they went 20-21 and 21 for months. Now they've gone 3. So you should. 3-3 three and three in their last 6. They decide what I say, not me. And I want to talk about this game, because this is the only game that we can talk about. And... We can talk about abstract concepts, and we have next week to do that because there are no games. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, when you say it like that, I just as soon from the hold third, off from on the... all those discussions. That's why I want to talk about the Pelicans game because the Pelicans game got under my skin, and it it bothered me, and it bothers Quinn Snyder too. Whatever I whatever the level it bothers me, it's like one tenth of one millionth of one percent. Yeah. That it would bother Quinn. Not that he's going to obsess about it either, but he's going to take it and use it for what he needs to do to help this team gets be- get better. I mean, let's not just go crazy here and, and just look and say, oh, well, they're going to lose this, and this is the same old Jazz and all that stuff. No. They lost the Pelicans game, a game that they had every opportunity to win, and they should have won, 
And, yeah, to an extent, maybe as I look at the two Friday losses, the Clippers and the Heat, I'm thinking, well, subconsciously or even maybe consciously, I can accept it a little bit better because of the fact that I view those teams as much better. And the Pelicans, sort of front runners, and whoever that dude was, excellent, excellent, excellent on the commentary. That bugged me uh, because I don't want to hear that. And, you know, they gave a team – uh, momentum and allowed them to feel good about themselves when they shouldn't have. And, and for some reason, Van Gundy bugs me. I don't know what it is. But, uh, he, I mean, he, he wants to be on the right side of history with all of his comments and all they do, all those people on the right side of history, all they do is just criticize. They didn't offer any suggestions on how to, how to make things better. Just criticize. And now you don't hear a peep out of them. And when it's involved in another country, you never heard a peep out of them either. Didn't have much to say on some other issues, but certain his domestic issues, boy, they couldn't shut up. So that's just my own little personal thing. But uh, I don't, I just didn't like the way they played. I didn't like, like the mindset. They allowed the Pelicans to be better than they are. And so the Clippers, I don't think they allowed the Clippers to be better than they are, nor do I think they allowed the Heat to be better than they are, because those teams are good. And I realize the Heat don't have the Sterling record, but when they have their guys, they're still pretty good. So maybe that's why I can accept it a little bit easier uh, on those. And here's a team that should have never been allowed to look that good. Although Zion, man, he is that proverbial bull in the china shop, isn't he? <laughs> yes. Man. He just looks like he's an unst- unstoppable but you could, but force. But you could weather that. I mean, he had 26 and you could have weathered that, but it goes back to like, okay, Zion is very talented. We know that, right? I mean, he's the number one pick for a reason. Everyone watched every Duke game for a reason. But he had 26. He didn't have 46. He didn't have 56. If you lost, 66. you lost because Ball had 23. He didn't shoot it that well. How do you let him get going like that? He had so much confidence. That three he shot yeah, at the end yeah. of the game yeah, looked yeah. great. And they had a replay of it. Man, the rotation was perfect. It was great. But it's like, doesn't he have a long history as a shooter in the NBA? He's not a good shooter. He shouldn't be going for 23 on you. You got to take away his free throws and his layups. Make him a jump shooter. He won't go for 23 on you. So, yeah, if, if if Zion goes off, they might score 110 or 115 points, but they're only getting to 129 and beating you on a night. We're not even talking about Bogey shooting the ball well. Bogey, Bogey had 31. We've all been waiting for that, right? There haven't been enough of those nights for him. No. But it doesn't matter because he got largely offset by Ball, who's not a good shooter, who shouldn't be having 23-point games. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. All right. it, it, it bugged me watching that. Like, he should, I mean, Zion should be scoring like that. He's a very good player. You know, 26, and if, if their best player, okay, I'm going, I know you just want to focus on the Pelicans, but if you flash forward, if you, if you had a playoff series with the Clippers and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard never score more than 26 points in a game, don't you think you have a pretty good chance of winning? Or if you get to the Lakers and you hold AD and LeBron to 26, don't you have a pretty good chance of winning? It Wait, was twenty six apiece or total. Uh, either one of them. I mean, he was a high scorer. Well, twenty six. If, if they, if they certainly uh, total, yes, you will. Well, win, not I total. No, it. but I would say twenty six apiece. At twenty six apiece, you can beat those teams. You know, I'm I'm scared of the Lakers because I think those guys can go off for thirty five, and they can bury you. But when you when you let a non shooter go off, 
that why are the Pelicans suddenly better on one night than they've been all year long? Well, if they got 23 out of ball all the time, they'd probably be a better team. But he can't shoot it like that routinely. If he did, he'd still be a Laker. Well, that's not Ooh, true. They wanted AD. Never mind. I take that back. They wanted AD too bad. Okay, they would have given him right. up for AD. All yeah. right. I'll be quiet. For that level, they would have moved him. But okay. you get the point. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.